This is Gary W. Johnson, a.k.a. The Venice Gentleman, coming to you again with something that might inspire, empower, and motivate you to be a better version of yourself. We're going to be dealing with some questions tonight, a question and answer, and hopefully it'll be something in there that would, uh, you could benefit from. All right. Okay, you want to go ahead and start with the questions? So the first question is from Candace, and she's from Indiana. She says, I am a widow, 57-year-old woman from Indiana. I was thinking about starting a pen pal relationship with a man in prison. To be honest, I have no intentions on meeting him, but it would be nice to have someone to talk to. But if I do fall in love and meet him, what are some precautions I should take? Okay. I would love to have her one-on-one to talk to her to really get off into this a little bit more uh, because uh, the more gathered information you have, the more intelligent decision you can make uh, in the choices. But uh, she's 57 years old and interested in uh, having like a pen pal relationship. Here's the thing. There are some guys that are in prison that should be in prison. There's some guys that in prison should be under a prison. There are some guys in prison that shouldn't even be there. Guys get caught up and they get arrested for different things. Let's say if it's a guy, um, he's uh, working every day, taking care of his business, in society, everything is good, but he likes to drink. Well, he decides that he want to drink and drive. Well, you know, they might slap him on the wrist and let him make it a couple of times, and then all of a sudden he ends up in prison. But when you see this guy, he's not like a streetwise guy. He's not like a crook. He's not a criminal uh, he may be educated. Uh, he may be like the perfect gentleman. You know, he could be a good father. You know, or if he's single, you know, he just might be a very good person and a good citizen in society that got caught up and ended up behind bars. Now, with a guy like that, that would be somebody that you could feel comfortable with being a pen pal to. Now, don't get me wrong. If he has a habit of drinking and it doesn't change, you know, but you won't know if it's going to change until he's released from prison. And then if it's something that's going to trigger his drinking, like um, he had a bad day at work or different things like that, if it's something that's going to trigger his drinking, well, you start watching his mannerisms and if they're changing. If those things are changing, well, then that's not the kind of person you want to be with. But he could be the ideal person, even though she says that just a pen pal. But he could be the ideal person that could be the missing piece of puzzle that she needed in her life. Now, uh, pen pal with somebody that's maybe like have a drug case, <laughs> you know, uh, you might think, I don't know if I want to 
you know, uh, get that close to this guy. And even though she's saying she just want to be a pen pal. Well, you know, guys that do certain things in life, they have different ways of manipulating women. And then if she gets manipulated to the point of whereas she's starting to fall in love with this guy, because that, that can happen, if she's falling in love with that guy, well, she could be on the right track but going the wrong way. And, and some other things can, you know, evolve out of that that can change her life entirely for the worse instead of for the better. Now, just being a pen pal with uh, anybody that's in prison, I don't really think it's a bad thing. I think she should try to find other ways to meet people. But at the same time, there's some guys in prison that are educated, they're very smart, they might be able to give her some information that could help her in life. Um, maybe somebody that could uh, comfort her because they have some uh, good things to say. Uh, not like just giving her game and, and just lying to her, telling her things, but they may have some good things to say. Let's say uh, she's going through some changes with uh, one of her children or she's going through some changes like on her job or she's going through changes with maybe family members or she's dealing with death in her family. Well, this guy might be able to be that pill of support that she really needed. So being a pen pal to a person in prison is not always a bad thing, but she has to make sure that she's asking the right questions and then she also needs to know exactly why he's in prison. Hopefully uh, she makes the right decision and, uh, you know, maybe she just wants to be a pen pal and never meet the guy, but, you know, good luck to her. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, that, that happens, but, you know, she could find herself, you know, getting, like, pulled in, like, quicksand, and, you know, the guy's saying certain things, and it's like, uh, the guy's, like, quenching her thirst, and, you know, telling her about this and that, you know, you got some guys in there, let's say they have, like, a uh, uh, property uh, in, in the country or something, and this property has, like, oil and gas on it, and they're getting checks, you know, all the time, and, you know, the woman might say, Oh, you're doing that well, but you're in prison? <laughs> you know, so it's different things that can, you know, really uh, tie a woman up to a guy. And then some of it, you know, may not even be true. But I'm just saying, you know, being a pen pal, she just has to kind of be careful, uh, you know, and, and really just dig off into her pretty deep to make sure that the guy that she's being a pen pal with, even though she says she just want to be a pen pal, that he's the kind of guy that she feels like is safe, you know, to even uh, give the address because she's going to be receiving letters from him. And then, uh, you know, he might start asking for money and things of that nature. You know, he may even be in a position where he has money and he might say, uh, I'm going to have somebody to send me something and I'm going to send you some money because there's some guys in prison that, that have money. Like I said, everybody's in prison should not be in prison. Yeah. Okay. So um, the next question is from Frank from New Jersey. Um, he says, I'm dating a woman whose uh, mom and brother lives with her. Her brother is about 25 years old. She consistently calls me 
over to take care of things around the house like fixing a door or even cutting the grass. I don't mind helping out a woman, but I feel like her 25-year-old brother should take care of some of these things. Should I say something to her or him about it or nothing at all? Okay. And how long did he say he's been uh, seeing this woman or dating this woman? Um, No, it doesn't say. He just said, I've been dating this woman. Okay. Yeah. But he doesn't say it's for two years. Uh, I've been dating for six months. He doesn't say anything like that. He just says, I've been dating this woman. Yeah. He doesn't say how long. Okay. Well, well here's the thing. With Frank, first and foremost, he has to realize dating this woman is one thing. Living with this woman under the same roof is a whole nother ball game. If he's just dating this woman, he's really on the outside looking in. And so he really doesn't have any authority to say anything. And, you know, if the woman asks him questions or if the woman is like frustrated with what's going on with her situation uh, with the mother living there and the, and the brother living there and the brother being 25, you know, he's a grown man. You know, I don't know what his mental capacity is. You have some guys that are grown and they may not be like where they're retarded, but they may be dealing with some things that's, that's mental. And if she loves the brother and the mother and she's like wanting to be there for him, you know, it's going to be hard sometimes to just pry her away from that, you know, because now you, this guy that's coming into her life and then she's into you and you're into her. And now as far as you trying to run things in that household, that's a slippery slope. Now, if she's asking you questions like, uh, what do you think? Uh, do you think I need to go ahead and, and, and ask my brother to cut the grass sometime? Or, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know, uh, also, uh, what this brother's, you know, health is like, you know, some people, they have like, you know, asthma, or uh, they may have some kind of a, you know, health condition, whereas if they got allergies or something like that, you know, they, they can't cut grass. You know, they may pay somebody to cut the grass, but they may not be in that position to do that. And so he has to dig a little bit deeper and ask some questions and not like, you know, he's like upset about it, but like he's just trying to gather some information so he can give her some input, you know, showing her that, He's trying to help her out because he feels like she's being uh, used and he doesn't like the fact of that because, well, I feel like I'm trying to be your man and you're going to be my woman. And, you know, if I was in the household, I, I think that boy, well, he's not really a boy, the 25-year-old, I think he should do this, you know, I think he should do that, you know. And so I don't know if this 25-year-old is contributing money he may have a job where he works nights. And, you know, when he gets off work, uh, he, he doesn't want to do it. He may have a job where he works in the daytime, but he's working for something like, you know, FedEx, UPS, where he's jumping in and out of trucks all day long. And, you know, they're working a lot of hours and working real hard, even though he's 25 years old. But when he gets home, he might just want to drink a beer, take a, a shower or something, and relax. And you, you want me to cut your grass? You know... I feel personally that 
if he's in a position where he could cut the grass, he lives there, I think he should. And if he's not doing that, if he has the money to say, hey, look, get you a yard guy to come by and I'll give you the $30 a week, you know, so he'll cut the grass, you know, because right now uh, I don't feel like getting off work cutting the grass. I love to do it, but, you know, I really don't want to do that after I've worked hard, you know, all week long. I, I don't want to cut the grass. And that's something that should be acceptable if he's doing that. And there's a lot of different things that's happening with that. So uh, if he's just laying up watching, you know, TV all day or playing games all day, he's going to be cutting that grass, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but uh, those are some things that you have to kind of look into to see what's going on. But with him trying to tell her he should do this and he should do that. And again, I don't know how long he's been in this relationship, you know. But on the other hand, if he's really using his head, if he's trying to get next to this woman, he should say, hey, look, I'm here for you. What you need me to do? Can you cut the grass? Forget about there's a 25-year-old there. Oh, yeah, I, babe, I'll come over and I'll cut the grass for you. You know, you're trying to get some brownie points. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, yeah, I'll cut the grass. And if you're in a position where you don't like cutting grass, it's like, uh, hey, babe, you know what? Yeah, I can't come cut the grass, but if you find your yard guy, you know, I'll give you the $30 a week so he can come over and cut the grass. You find your guy to do that, and, you know, I'll do that because with my job and what I do, you know, I just can't come and do that part for you. You know, yeah. that's if he's trying to get the brownie points. So it's a lot of things that come into that. And um, as far as uh, the mother living there, if these are some things that he doesn't like, well, he should maybe say, hey, look, you know what? This is just going to be something that's going to be temporary. You know, I'm going to date you for a while, you know, and then I'm going to have to move on. You know, but if you're trying to uh, have a future with this woman and you don't want this baggage that's coming with it because this is like you go to the airport and you got this luggage. You know, you're getting ready to fly, but you want your luggage to fly with you. So if you want this woman to fly away with you and get into a relationship and you all want to try to be doing that, well, if she got these bags and you don't like these bags, you got to start making some choices, you know, and be open and honest with her and let her know, hey, look, I, I can't do this one. But, I mean, you know, we can be friends, but, no, I can't do that because I'm not ready for your son, your brother living here, and, you know, your mother, and, you know, I can't walk around in my drawers and do this and that. <laughs> no, I, I don't want that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, um... So I guess when um, when things don't work out, the grass will stop getting cut, huh? <laughs> this woman that you're dating. <laughs> well, right. well, she'll 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 have to try a different vantage point as far as getting it done, and um, you know, who knows? She might meet another guy that doesn't have an issue. Uh, with what's going on uh, in her household as far as with uh, the brother living there being 25 years old, not cutting the grass, uh, and the mother living there. And, uh, you know, he might say, look, I don't mind doing that. You know, if it was my mother, I wouldn't mind doing it. You know, you got your mother here and all that. You know, um, all men are different with those type of situations because let's say uh, she meet a guy and the guy that she meet, his mother's dead and gone and he wished his mother was around so he could do some things to help out, you know. 
And so, yeah. you know, some guys, you know, they don't mind doing certain things like that. It's like they have a different heart. They have a different spirit, you know. But as far as him, like, wanting to say something to her, uh, I, I think it would be out of line for him to say anything. If she asked him some things, well, then he should inject anything I mean, in a good way, you know, not harsh or anything like that. But anything that she's, like, having some issues with, you're trying to be there for her and be her man. Then you say something to her and let her know, this is what I feel. And then do it like that. Yeah. And she got to at least bring you some um, some lemonade out or some, some refreshment. She can't let you cut the grass and not. <laughs> That's a southern thing, but... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know uh the, the the thing of it is yeah uh i'm sure that you know uh if he wants to take a little break let's say he cut the front yard and now he's going to work on the backyard uh i feel like that uh she should you know go and say look here i think you should drink some water and not even ask him, you know, but just take some water, like say some lemonade or, you know, a little tea or something like, hey, look, I brought this out here for you and here's a towel you can wipe your face and, you know, here, drink, drink some of this, you know, and show him yeah. that you're trying to look out for him because, you know, he's looking out for her. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the next question is from Jeffrey from Phoenix. And he says, um, I have been with my girlfriend two years. I trust her, but sometimes I wonder if she's cheating on me. Um, she has a diary um, that she doesn't know that I know the location of. I am really tempted to look at it because the last couple of months she has been a little distant and going out more and more with her friends. What do you think about me going through her diary? Well... And he's been with her for two years. Okay. It kind of sounds like they're not living under the same roof. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they're not living on the same roof. She has a diary. And, uh, well, yeah. well, first and foremost, he's got to make sure that he's not the one that's having some issues. You know, uh, if he has trust issues... I don't care what she does, it's not going to work. Because sometimes a woman can do some things and it may seems like, seem like she's doing some things like where she might be cheating, but she's really not. Because this is what you have in your head, and so you're thinking uh, in that manner. Now, uh, as far as him like trying to look in a diary, I wouldn't do it, wouldn't advise that. I wouldn't advise that. I mean, if you just don't trust her like that, you know, maybe you need to have a conversation with her and just be forthcoming, you know, and say, look, you know, uh, seem like you've been going out with your girlfriends a lot lately or, you know, I don't know why you're not giving me the kind of time you used to give me and, you know, just ask, hey, look, are, are we okay? You're getting kind of bored with me? I mean, if you, you know, want to, distance yourself from me or you think we need some time apart you know just let me know I mean and you know uh, you know I'm man enough whereas you know I can back up and give you some space if that's what you need you know and just be open and honest and talk to her you know I mean 
don't, you know, like, hey, look, uh, I, I need to know if you're cheating on me. I, you know, you, you, you with some other dude or something? I mean, you don't want to, you know, be doing nothing like that. You know, I mean, that's the wrong approach. Uh, but uh, just to sit down and talk to her and let her know you're just kind of feeling like you're being left out. And it hadn't always been that way, but now it appears that you're spending more time away from me and we're not doing things together. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little concerned about that and I just want to know where we stand. You know, what, what's going on with this? Uh, are we still cool? And, uh, you know, try to find out what's exactly happening. Um, sometimes women, you know, they become a little complacent and they can get kind of distant and, you know, she might still want them around, but she might want to have fun with her friends and might not want you to be there. And, you know, you give her some space, you go hang out with the fellas for a while. And, you know, if uh, it gets to the point to where she feel like you're hanging out with the fellas too much, we'll just let her know, okay, well, you know, I stopped hanging with the fellas so much, uh, but, you know, I need you to uh, stop hanging with your uh, girlfriend so much, you know, <laughs> show me the same common courtesy that you're wanting me to extend to you. Yeah, yeah. If it, I mean, if he doesn't trust her in the first place, then yeah, he shouldn't even. Yeah, he should have a conversation or not be with her. So, but yeah, I wouldn't go through that diary. You might see some stuff you weren't planning to see. You know, for real. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm gonna share this off though. Sometimes uh, a woman will set you up like that. Because if you start bringing up a topic of conversation that she knows she hadn't talked to you about, and it's in her diary, and all of a sudden the dialogue becomes, you know, like on another page that's in her diary, it's like, oh, yeah, he's been reading it. You know, I left that diary out. I put it over there. Yeah, he's been going through my diary, you know. <laughs> and then that lets her know what kind of person you are. And the next thing you know, you're going to be out of there. You know, it's like, oh, he's like that? No, okay. You know, so, I mean, uh, that's something, you know, that you have to keep in mind, too. Uh, me, personally, uh, I would say that if you're not really uh, comfortable with her doing the things she's doing and you feel like she might be cheating on you, uh, looking through her diary, uh, to me, that's not the way to go. I mean, uh, if she's your wife, now, if she's your wife, and you feel that way, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to look through a diary. I might look through it <laughs> while you're in the room. You know, yeah, you know, uh, you know, because there's a saying, you know, if you don't have anything to hide, you know, uh, hide nothing, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's different. So it's different standard when you're married, huh? Oh, when you're married, it's completely different, you know. Yeah, yeah it's completely yeah. different. It's kind of like when you're married, your money is my money, my money is your money, you know. <laughs> you know. But here's the thing, and I know, you know, some people, you know, and some, they, they talk to each other and they know it. But, you know, a woman might have her own little stash that she's putting back in the bank, and you may have your own little stash you're putting back in the bank, you know, savings, and then y'all have some money that y'all are putting together. Yeah. She might want to go and buy something, and you don't want her using the money that you both have together, like, oh, why are you doing this and why are you doing that? And she might say, well, you know what? I'm going to use it out of my money that I have over here. 
And you may have some things you want to do, whether it's for a family member or whatever. And instead of going off into that little pot that y'all have together, you know, where you've got money there and it's established to be for you and that household, your family there, you're not supposed to go and touch that. So, you know, having some money set aside, you know, uh, that's something that, you know, uh, a lot of couples, uh, they do. Uh, some are aware of it and some are not aware of it. Yeah. Okay, so, um, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you get to marriage, yeah, it's a whole lot different than just dating for two years. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we have a final question from, um, uh, Sebastian from Houston. He, uh, says, my son's mom and I are not together, but we co-parent a four-year-old son. Um, I like to take him shopping and buy him clothes and shoes and whatever else he needs and she does too. The only problem is she criticized what I buy because she is into all the designer wear and Jordan shoes and stuff like that. I am more um, into him looking like a five-year-old handsome man and not a rapper or a baller. But it's not like I take him shopping at Walmart. Should I uh, comply with her needs and buy him designer wear or stick to how I like for him to dress? Okay. Now, how old is this child again? Uh, four. Four years old, and they're going to outgrow that stuff real quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this co-parenting thing, I mean, it can be really, uh, you know, touch-and-go situation. It can be touchy, uh, whether it's getting a haircut and, you know, why did she get his haircut? I didn't want his hair to be like that, and... I was trying to let his hair grow longer and, you know, I had the braids in there. Why you cut his hair off and different things like that. The key and the most important thing I feel like in co-parenting is communication. Sitting down, talking to each other, trying to get on the same page. And uh, with him, you know, wanting to buy nice things, but not put him on all these designer things. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with him going that route, uh, especially like with him saying, you know, I'm not shopping at Walmart and places like that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Walmart. If you want T-shirts or blue jeans and, you know, things like that, and, you know, uh, if that's something that you're okay with, fine. You know, if you want designer things, you know, you're going to have to go to different places that sell designer things. I feel like with a child, they should have some things that are nice. They're four years old. If you don't start putting all this high-fashion stuff in their head and in their mind, they're not going to really be wanting a lot of that at four years old. Now, they may have a cousin that's doing this and have this and that, you know, but if they come to you, a four-year-old, whining to you about wanting some fashionable stuff, (laughs) I would tell them, I'm like, hey, look, uh, when you get your job, uh, you can buy all the fashion stuff you want. (laughs) But with my money, this is what's what's going to happen, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I would sit down and explain to the child that uh, uh, some parents are doing some things that are uh, really, like, wasteful. Uh, and they're actually, you know, uh, trying to do some good things for a child, but they can be messing the child's head up, too. Uh, but uh, if he talks to her 
and let him let let her know that hey listen I'm just not going to buy designer things for him being four years old I might do it when he's 14 and he's not growing that fast I might buy him some designer things but at age four I'm just not going to spend my money like that I don't mind rewarding him buying him new things if you feel like uh, the things that I'm buying is not good enough for him well the money that I was going to spend on him I'll give that to you to buy for him and I'll let him know that I gave you some money so she can pick something out for you now if that's not enough money to buy the designer things that you desire for him well you put the rest of the money on that but this is all the money I'm going to spend and it's not going to be on designer stuff like Jordans and all the other designer stuff that you want to buy for him. If you want to do that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you. You can buy all the designer stuff that you want to, but I'm not gonna let you uh, dictate how I spend my money. I'm going to buy a nice thing, and again, we're not gonna shop at Walmart. You know, but I'm gonna buy some nice things. And if this is not something that you're happy with and you can't live with that, you know, I mean, you do what you feel like you want to do. And if you don't want me to shop for him like that, I'll give you the money. But I'm only going to give you a certain amount. I'm not giving you the money to buy designer. I'm giving you the amount of money that I would typically spend for him. And if that's not enough to get designer, and if that's what you desire, you know, cool. Add the rest of the money to it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's some that's some good advice. And so, you know, uh, again, the key to that is communication. You you got to be able to sit down and and communicate. Uh, you know, when you're co-parenting, and both of y'all have to try to get on the same page. And that can be, you know, difficult at times. And like I say, whether it's, you know, getting a haircut a certain way or buying certain kind of clothes and things of this nature, um, that can be a, a real touchy situation when it comes to co-parenting. And, you know, parents want to try to do uh, the best they can do for a child, but, you know, you also want to try to do what's best for the child, you know, and so start off spending all that kind of money on designer things for that child well then you're going to keep doing that and at four years old man they're going to outgrow that stuff so quick <laughs> so you know it's just being smart about the way you spend your money but you know different people do things different ways and so you got the freedom to do that you got the money to do that you know cool do it yeah okay well, that's all the questions uh, we have uh, for this week. Okay, okay. Well, those were some good ones. And, uh, you know, I would love to be able to uh, talk to each one of them personally and uh, dig a little deep, especially with the lady that, uh, you know, wants to be a pen pal, you know, being 57 years old and want to be a pen pal and, you know, write somebody and, you know, I don't think it's anything wrong with that. Um, but, uh, you know, again, she, you know, has to kind of dig a little bit deeper and, you know, whether she want to be in a, a love relationship or have a future with whatever guy she's, uh, you know, uh, being a pen pal with, it may not start out like that, but uh, you just never know 
when a guy is quenching your thirst and giving you things that you've been longing for without asking for just through conversation, you'll find yourself leaning more toward that guy because these guys just walking around out here free, some of them don't have that kind of conversation. And so when you find them, it's just kind of like, you find my oasis, now you're quenching my thirst. So now you keep going back to the well because the wells are so deep and it's so refreshing and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So some women, they'll find themselves falling in love. <laughs> Not just yeah. women having pen pals, but some of the women that are prison guards, they end up marrying some dudes in there. Because, again, like I say, there's some guys in prison that are smart, they're educated, they're not losers in life. They may be in prison, but they made mistakes, and that's what happened they're in prison. But some of these yeah. guys that are in prison, they're going to get out. They're going to have things in life. They're going to accomplish things in life. They're going to travel. You know, they're going to have bank accounts. You know, they're going to have nicer cars. You know, there's some guys in prison that's going to be ideal citizens once they get out of there. Again, yeah. some of them should be in prison, and some of these guys should be under prison. So I hope that works out for her, and I'd love to be able to talk to her on that uh, to be able to uh, uh, give us some more information on that, that could help her out. But, you know, it's something that I feel like she could do to keep herself occupied, and uh, she might benefit from it. Yeah. The other thing the other thing you got to watch out for, too, is those guys, they got all the time in the world. So that guy could easily have her and five other women that he's, <laughs> that he's writing, you know? And, and, and you're absolutely uh, correct about that. But when you've got, <laughs> and I'm going way back, when you've got horses and they're thirsty and you've got like a, a, a pool that you can take them down to and let them drink, well, two or three horses might be drinking at the same time. You know, they're getting that, uh, their, their thirst is being quenched, even if he's riding more than one woman. I mean, as long as uh, he's uh, fulfilling her needs and satisfying her needs, I mean, that should be the only thing that she's concerned about. It's not like he's having sex over here, sex over there. It's like, you know, you got psychiatrists and you got different people that's going to go and they're going to lay on the couch and the psychiatrist is going to talk to them. And they're going to get up and then somebody else is going to come in. He's going to give them what they need. <laughs> wow. You know, so there's no rob there's no robbery in fair exchange. <laughs> right. If a woman had been running into guys that don't know how to hold a conversation with them, and then they run into a guy that knows how to hold a conversation with them and pique their interest and off into their mind, get off into their mental and their emotional and kind of like making love to their mind instead of like going to the bedroom with them, well, that makes that guy different from the status quo. And so that woman will find herself being more interested in that guy than the other guy. I remember when I was a young kid, an example, we used to have this jiffy pop popcorn, and you put it on the fire, and it would pop, 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 and the room would just build up, build up, puff up. And then when you pour it off into a bowl, you'll notice that some of the kernels didn't pop. And it just always, like, piqued my curiosity, like, man, why was it that one didn't pop? 
Well, if you got guys out here that's giving the same line to a woman or the same lame conversation to a woman, and then you got another guy that comes along and gives her something different, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm like, where these guys coming from? And, you know, he's got this mystique about himself, and there's something different about him. Well, you find that you're almost like a magnet, and you're drawing her more and more to you because you're keeping her in misery and that mystique. And when you give her the type of conversation that she likes, and you're quenching her thirst, if she's not getting it anywhere else, she's going to keep coming to you so you can quench your thirst because it's so refreshing. You know, so... You don't have to be in prison. You could be out here, you know, as long as you're, like, uh, giving a woman what she needs as far as the topic of conversation and being honest about it. I mean, not like I'm going to throw you a line. Oh, I've heard that line before I've heard this line. But just being open and honest with her, but giving her the kind of conversation that she needs, she's been longing for, it's like this is her haven. Okay. But anyway, it's been fun, and, uh, you know, we'll have to do it again. <laughs>